Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Price Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. And they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with Rave. Review. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up Show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go ahead and jump into it. My game-by-game score predictions for the 2023 football season as year three of the Shane Beamer era gets underway at South Carolina, and it gets underway 
in big-time fashion. Charlotte, North Carolina in primetime. A 7.30 kickoff on ABC as the Gamecocks take on the North Carolina Tar Heels, a very familiar foe. And when you look at this game, UNC has been the favorite all offseason, a one-and-a-half-point favorite, which has confused me somewhat. And I know there's a lot of love and hype around Drake May. You know, is he going to go number one overall in the NFL draft? What type of season could he have? He was electric as a true freshman for, I'd say, 75% of their season. Really struggled down the stretch. Right, offensively, and it's interesting how similar, by the way, these two teams are. South Carolina, gunslinger returns, brand new OC, some question marks up front. UNC, same exact thing. Drake May is back. They've got question marks on the offensive line. They do have a deep stable of running backs, but a brand new OC as Phil Longo has departed to Wisconsin. Defensively, both of these teams with questions to answer. Who's going to be able to get more stops? It might simply come down to that. But it's felt like from the jump that the wrong team has been favored in this ballgame. I know many of you have expressed that as well, that the wrong team was a one-and-a-half or two or two-and-a-half point favorite. It's so cliche to say that, you know, whichever quarterback plays better, that's the team that's going to win. But this really, truly does feel like a game in which it's going to come down to quarterback play, guys. Who do you trust more? Spencer Rattler or Drake May? Who makes fewer mistakes? Because we've seen Spencer Rattler be brilliant. We've seen him be downright terrible at times. Drake May, same thing. He was great three quarters of their season last year really struggled down the stretch. And I believe they lost four of five, maybe four in a row, maybe five in a row, actually, something like that. I think it was four in a row at the end of the season they lost, culminating with a loss to Oregon in their bowl game. And this is a real challenge and a real test for Gamecocks offensive coordinator, Dowell Loggins, because you've got to come out the gate firing. There is no grace period. There is no EIU. There's not even a Georgia State to sort of get your feet under you. If South Carolina does not score 30-plus, in my opinion, they don't win this football game. I think it's going to be an offensive game. The total in Vegas is 60-and-a-half. With that being said, does it hit that number? We'll talk more gambling as we get closer to the season. Does it hit the 60-and-a-half number? I'm not sure it's a guarantee that it does, guys, just because issues on the line of scrimmage for both sides Brand new OCs on both sides. So this is a game that could get off to somewhat of a sluggish start. Also, guys, it's prime time, season opener, under the lights. We all know season openers are weird, right? I mean, it's it's first time hitting somebody else in forever. You know, there could be some, some dust, some cobwebs, if you will, to get us going. But I do think there's going to be a lot of offense. I think it's going to be a classic quarterback battle. Spencer Rattler against Drake May. Where are South Carolina's biggest deficiencies going into this football season? Where are the biggest question marks? Offensive line and defensive line. You can throw running back in there as well, but we'll just say run game and stopping the run. Run game and stopping the run. Line of scrimmage, 
are major question marks. It's a major question mark for the Gamecocks this year. North Carolina will be able to score. South Carolina getting pressure on Drake May will be key. I'll just say this. While the Gamecocks have deficiencies in those areas that I mentioned, I do not believe that North Carolina will have the athletes up front on both lines of scrimmage to expose that. I think top to bottom, I think South Carolina has a better roster than the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I think that's what will show in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think it'll be a great back and forth quarterback battle. I think Spencer Rattler will come in with a chip on his shoulder wanting to prove that, hey, you know, everybody's talking about Drake May. I'm pretty damn good too. And my guy Juice Wells over here, just watch what he can do. Expect Trey Knox to get involved early. I think South Carolina's running game and the offensive line as a whole could look, I will not be surprised if we leave week one feeling better about the offensive line than we probably should. Because I just don't think, and I mean that respectfully, I just don't think UNC has the bodies of an SEC caliber team up front for that reason. I've got South Carolina edging out UNC in what I think is going to be a really fun back-and-forth offensive type of ball game. Lock me in. Give me Gamecocks 31, North Carolina 27 in a thrilling season opener. South Carolina starts year three of the Shane Beamer era, 1-0. In week two, Gamecocks come home, the home opener at Willie B. As Furman comes to town, this one's interesting, right? Because if you really, you know, you look at it, chalk up Furman as a W, whatever. But the Furman Paladins, they are not your typical FCS opponent, guys. Just ask those folks in the upstate. Because Clemson played this same Furman team last year. A Furman team, which, by the way, returns their quarterback. Returns their running back. A preseason ranked by most polls that I've seen. A preseason top 10 FCS team. So, I do not think this is a ball game where Carolina just rolls out their helmets. They're going to win this game by 28, 35 points. You might recall last year, Clemson was outgained in their game against Furman. And the only reason I bring that up is to let you guys know that, like, Furman's got some ball players. Do they have SEC caliber athletes? Absolutely not. Is this a game South Carolina should win, will win? Yes. But Furman is Furman will come in inspired. They'll come in motivated. They'll come in fired up. And they will not come in intimidated. We all know... It is a game under the lights at Williams-Brice Stadium. A, I believe it's a 7 o'clock kickoff. 7.30, excuse me. A 7.30 kickoff on SEC Network+. Plus. So Willie B will be rocking, especially after a big week one win against North Carolina. South Carolina gets the dub. But I think it's much more interesting than the home faithful would like. I would not be surprised if early on in this game, We don't see Furman hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And we saw the Gamecocks guys struggle in these type of ballgames last year. You had a one-point lead against Charlotte at halftime. Even South Carolina State hung around for a while until it got out of hand late. I think Furman actually gives you a good game early on. Gamecocks will pull away. Would not be surprised if Furman scores one 
in junk time to make it closer than it actually is. But I've got Carolina winning this game, moving to 2-0. Gamecocks, 35. Furman, 20. Again, I think the Furman Paladins, they got their quarterback back, their running back, top 10 preseason FCS team. This is not your typical FCS cupcake type of game in week two. But the Gamecocks do get the job done by a score of 35-20 to to move to 2-0 on the season. Week three, South Carolina travels to Athens, Georgia, the SEC opener to take on the Georgia Bulldogs Saturday, September the 16th, a 3.30 kickoff on CBS. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, in my wins, toss-ups, and losses, never doubt Shane Beamer in the sense of giving him 0% chance. As we saw last year, and certainly Tennessee and Georgia, different beasts. Georgia is a different beast. They're the cream of the crop when it comes to college football. But I gave the Gamecocks literally 0% chance to beat Tennessee last year, and I had to eat my words for the following week. I looked like a damn fool, as did many of us, by the way. So never give Shane Beamer and company a 0% chance. But remember... When I talked about the offensive line and the defensive line and the deficiencies up front, North Carolina's not going to have the athletes to expose you. Furman certainly is not going to have the athletes to expose you. Guys, the Georgia Bulldogs, they've got all the athletes they need and more to make South Carolina's life a living hell for 60 minutes. Will the Gamecocks hang tough early? Sure. But unfortunately, South Carolina is just not there yet. They're not there yet, I should say. South Carolina is just not there yet. And I don't even think, this is not a game, will South kind of win? How many times has Carolina crossed the 50? That, that, that is genuinely the way I look at this ballgame. You guys know I like Spencer Rattler, like Juice Wells. I think the defensive side, going to be some question marks. We'll dive more into this next week. When I talk offense, defense, special teams, we'll break it all down. There are a lot of positive things happening in Columbia. But South Carolina is nowhere near Georgia right now, as was evidenced by last year when you lost 48-7 to on your home field. Brand new quarterback. I understand. This is their SEC opener, too. Brand new quarterback. What does Carson Beck do? But he doesn't have to do a whole lot, guys. Stetson Bennett didn't have to do a whole lot last year. It was a lot of swing pass and play bully ball. Georgia's loaded on the offensive side. Yes, they have new faces on defense. But guess what, guys? These new faces, they're tomorrow's draft picks. And I think there is a major talent gap still between Georgia and South Carolina, especially up front. The Gamecocks have question marks where you cannot afford to have question marks when you're taking on a team like Georgia for that reason. I've got the Bulldogs, and I've got the Bulldogs big in This one is South Carolina will struggle in all facets of the game. Give me Georgia 41, South Carolina 10 as the Gamecocks drop their first game of the 2023 season. Again, guys, I just think it's a game that could get away from you because Georgia's got such an advantage in the trenches. They're not going to have to do anything fancy. They're not going to have to do anything special. They can line up and just run it down Carolina's throat. And they can line up, and they're going to make South Carolina one-dimensional. They're going to take away Juice Wells, and then what? 
And then what? And then Spencer Rattler, especially if he gets sort of in his gunslinger mode, gunslinger mentality, he's forcing the balls, trying to make things happen. That's where it can get really ugly. South Carolina's line of scrimmage will not be exposed in the first two weeks. Week three against Georgia, it will. And I think that'll lead to the first loss of the 2023 football season. Week four against Mississippi State, Saturday, September the 23rd. And this is a time of transition for the Mississippi State Bulldogs under the new head coach, Zach Arnett, obviously RIP, the Pirate, Mike Leach, who's no longer with us, the late great Mike Leach. Mississippi State transitioning offensively from the the air raid we all knew and love under the Pirate to more of a, you know, a pro style, right? Will Rogers is going to be under center more. It's not going to be throwing it 60 times a game, what have you. Are they able to make that adjustment? Defensively, Mississippi State is just known for being stingy on the defensive side. They're known for, you know, j- just having nasty defense, especially on the defensive front. This is where I'm going to lose a lot of you. <laughs> so brace yourselves because you- we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You thought you had TSUS figured out. You thought you had yours truly figured out. When I go into making predictions, guys, listen, I have an idea of what I'm going to do, but I really genuinely sit down, and whatever comes to me, whatever comes upon me, that's what I pick. It's worked out the first two years, by the way, the Beamer era. I had six and six, three and five in year one. Gamecocks went six and six, three and five. Last year, I had eight and four, four and four in SEC play. Gamecocks went exactly eight and four, four and four. Did I miss a game or two? Sure, but the Gamecocks hit those exact numbers. And as I mentioned previously, when South Carolina plays their best, they can beat anybody. And when South Carolina plays their C, their C-minus game, they can lose to anybody. I look at this Mississippi State game, probably the biggest trap game on the schedule because, oh, I saw it this morning on social media. Oh, Mike Leach has passed. Mississippi State's going to stink this year. That's what everybody is saying. That's what everybody thinks because nobody knows what to make of Mississippi State. Do I think Mississippi State's going to be some world beaters? No, no. But I view Mississippi State with Will Rogers at quarterback, who I think is one of the best in the SEC, very underrated because he plays for Mississippi State. I view Will Rogers and Mississippi State, excuse me, as Mississippi State is North Carolina with better lines of scrimmage. 
I think the Gamecocks coming off that loss to Georgia, they're beat up. I could see this being a nooner at Williams-Brice. And we've seen it time and time again. We've seen it time and time again. South Carolina have one of these games. I think that game this year is Mississippi State. I think Mississippi State will win the battle in the trenches. I think South Carolina guys has real issues up front. So top to bottom, is State a more talented football team than South Carolina? Do they have more explosive playmakers than the Gamecocks? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But in the trenches, that's why you see the inconsistency. That's why you see wacky results. I think that's what you get in this ballgame. I think this is the biggest trap game on the schedule. I think South Carolina coming off that loss to Georgia, they'll come home licking their wounds. Mississippi State is going to be fired up this year, by the way, guys. We talk about, oh, their their coach passed. They got a new coach. They're done. Like, you don't think they're going to be playing with a chip on their shoulder? You don't think they're going to be fired up? I think they'll do so. I think they'll look at the South Carolina game as a big opportunity to, you know, a, a big early pivotal game for them. I think Mississippi State comes into Williams-Brice Stadium and pulls the upset. I think Mississippi State comes into Williams-Brice, pull the upset, give me Bulldogs 24, South Carolina 17. And again, I know I just lost a lot of you. I understand. I get it. But as you and I all know, this thing never goes chalk. That's not how South Carolina football works, guys. You know that. And I think the Gamecocks, again, licking their wounds, coming off the Georgia game. Hey, what's the health of the football team at that point? You got to factor in injuries, by the way, when you're doing these predictions, because you're not going to finish the season with the same ones you started with. It's just inevitable. South Carolina, a team still early in the season, I think, trying to figure it out on the lines of scrimmage. Maybe Dabble Loggins isn't quite clicking the way we thought. Secondary still kind of in disarray. Got two new corners. Linebackers a question. You got Will Rogers, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. I could see it. And I've got Mississippi State, Will Rogers, and that team out-dueling the Gamecocks 24-17. to South Carolina gets upset to fall to 2-2 two and two and 0-2 oh in the SEC. Following that ballgame, South Carolina will travel to Knoxville to close out the month of September, Saturday, September the 30th, at Tennessee. And as I mentioned earlier, guys, there, there are... There are toss-up games, or games that I listed as toss-ups, that are much closer to the win category or much closer to the loss category. Tennessee, for me, is much closer to the loss category. When you factor in what Tennessee has this season, and I understand they got to replace a lot, Endon Hooker, Jalen Hyatt, no longer there. But you guys have seen the hype, the hoopla around Tennessee football. Joe Milton thought to be the next guy, the next dude for them because of the offensive system. They're still going to be really good offensively, and it sounds like they've improved defensively. This is a game, though, you have to label as a toss-up after what happened last year. It would not be fair, I think. I don't think it'd be giving Shane Beamer and South Carolina the credit they deserve to throw this game in the lost bucket because as last year showed us, you just never know, right? Shane Beamer and Josh Heupel have faced off twice. There have been two blowouts. Tennessee's blown out Carolina in year one. Gamecocks blew out the balls in year two. So what happens in year three? This is a big game for many reasons, right? South Carolina wants to establish they're still ahead of Tennessee. 
Tennessee fans, obviously. I mean, this, this is a game, you listen to them talk, man. This game is circled. Of all the games on the schedule, this game is circled. And Tennessee fans, they don't sound like they're going to be happy just winning this game. No, no, no. The Vols want to win it by 70. They want to win it by 100 if they can. I don't think that'll happen. I think South Carolina... Going into Knoxville, going into Neyland, licking their wounds. I think Carolina is going to bring it to Tennessee. I really do. I think it's going to be a back-and-forth shootout type of game. I think Tennessee's still there offensively. I think South Carolina, this could be sort of the first signs of that offense starting to roll a bit. I think Tennessee's still got issues to figure out, and the Gamecocks showed last year, hey, they kind of have the book on what the Vols want to do. But in Neyland, in Knoxville... I think Tennessee, guys, is just going to be too much. I, I think Tennessee, this is a game. If there's one game that Tennessee will not allow themselves to lose this year, it's this game. The Gamecocks are not going to sneak up on Tennessee this year. It's not going to be this, well, we're fair by 22 and a half. You know, we're, we're, we're just kind of coming to this one like whatever. No, no, no. This is the one Tennessee's got circled. I think there's a better chance they lose to Florida in the swamp than they lose to South Carolina. Because of what happened last year, the revenge factor. I think it's close early. I think it's back and forth. I think I don't think it's going to be the blowout maybe Vols fans want. But I think Tennessee will exact the revenge. Give me Vols 45, Gamecocks 28. So South Carolina going into the bye week. Sitting at 2-3. and 0-3 oh in SEC play. Not the start that Gamecock Nation was hoping for. The bye week is going to be a massive week for South Carolina this year. A a week of sort of looking in the mirror, taking some accountability, figuring things out offensively under Dowell Loggins. Maybe making some tinker, making some changes, what have you. I think the bye week comes at a great time because the following week, and to kick off the month, of October, you have the Florida Gators. Saturday, October the 14th. And this is sort of the reverse situation of the Tennessee game, guys. Again, there are toss-up games or games I listed as toss-ups I think are much closer to L's. I think are much closer to wins. As I said previously, Florida is the most important game of the season. And I think it will actually work out that way to where South Carolina must beat Florida. This game turns into a must win. They shellacked you a season ago, and you're going to be reeling at 2-3, and 0-3 oh at SEC play. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. It's got to go one way or the other. Either you take down Florida or your whole season is going to go sideways if you don't take down the Gators. Gamecocks looking for their first SEC win. In the month of October. Florida is a team that scares me. The way everybody's so down and out on them. They've still got talent. This is Florida. They've still got talent. And they can still run the football. Which South Carolina could give them some fits. I think coming off the bye though. There is just no way after a 2-3 and three start. 0-3 in SEC play. I don't think there's any way. The Gamecocks dropped this game, especially after what happened last year. It's homecoming. 
at Williams-Brice Stadium. I think the Gamecocks will be fired up in this one, motivated, inspired, looking to start a big second half of the season. And I think Carolina does get their first SEC win of the season against the Florida Gators. Give me South Carolina 31, Florida 20, in a game that I think where it all kind of finally starts, maybe it starts to click a little bit, right? You, 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 you sort, of, sort of get off the schneid, you get that first SEC win, and you go into the second half of your season with maybe a little bit of momentum. And also knowing that, okay, the schedule's going to soften up for us a bit in the second half, and we're going to be a much better football team in the second half than we were in the first half. So again, I've got you three and three, one and three overall at the halfway point, beating North Carolina, Furman, and Florida, and losing to Georgia, Mississippi State, and Tennessee. Three and three, one and three at the halfway point. And my question is this, what's the overall mood of the fan base and the program at that point? Because I think the expectations are pretty realistic going into this season. Guys, I would argue the hype train was was much more intense going into last year than this year, believe it or not, because of the question marks, because of some of the deficiencies. I feel like the conversations around South Carolina football are much more realistic than what we were having last year. I mean, we had people last year calling in saying, Gamecocks are going to go 10-2. and I have not heard that chatter this year. But what's the mood? What's the feeling around South Carolina football going into the second half of the year? What will be a pivotal second half? I think there will be adjustments to be made. I know it's not going to be the start that some want 3-3, 1-3 SEC play, but I think you have to keep in mind, guys, the schedule's a gauntlet. And could Carolina beat Mississippi State? Sure. Could they start 4-2? Sure. But it's South Carolina football, guys. You and I both know it never goes chalk. It never goes how we expect. And so I very well could see that 3-3, three and 1-3 three, three start for South Carolina in the first six games of the 2023 football season.